Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to the people, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. When many of his disciples heard this, they said, This teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? But Jesus, being aware that his disciples were complaining about it, said to them, Does this offend you? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But among you there are some who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the first who were the ones that did not believe and who was the one that would betray him. And he said, For this reason I have told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted them by my Father. Because of this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer went about with him. So Jesus asked the twelve, Do you also wish to go away? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Sometimes when you read the scriptures, you might go, what was that? What is God trying to say? I'm sure we've all had those times where we've either been reading the scriptures on our own or we're listening to them read and we're like, wait, what? What was that? I don't know if I get that. I don't know if I can get behind that because I don't really think that sounds good on my first listening. And really one of the main themes for our readings today is that even when we don't fully understand everything that God is saying, Will we choose to follow him? Will we choose to trust him? And so today I'm just going to draw at that point in the light of the fact that there are some things in today's readings that you might have gone, Whoa, what? What does that mean? And it's important that we pay attention to those. We don't just pretend they're not there because all of God's word is important. But sometimes we just need to kind of understand a little more and lean in in that trust. So... We hear from the book of Joshua today. He kind of highlights to the Israelites as he's leading them now. Moses has, has just passed away. Israel is now being led by Joshua. And he's kind of, kind of telling them they need to make a choice. Because they've been kind of wavering. Are they going to follow God? Or are they going to kind of do their own thing? And he says to them today, he says, If you are unwilling to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve whether the gods your ancestors served, etc., etc. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. In other words, we all have to make a choice. 
Will you choose to love God and your neighbor in a self-giving way? Or not? We see this, of course, in the gospel too. We see Jesus is teaching some hard words. We've been hearing him speak for weeks now. We had a break last week because of the assumption of our Blessed Mother into heaven. But we've been hearing him speak about the Eucharist. He says, Very truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. And, of course, he's talking about the fullness of human flourishing, the fullness of all that is good. We need him in the Eucharist to strengthen us. But notice how even his disciples struggle with the teachings of Jesus. When many of his disciples heard this, they said, This teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? And they start complaining about it. So here are a few things that you might have noticed in today's readings that maybe you feel tempted to complain about and we can take a little look at. I'm sure all of your ears were pricked when we heard in our second reading from St. Paul to the Ephesians. He says some amazing things, right? Be kind to one another. It's all amazing, really. It's all God's word. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another. No, it's all great. We can hopefully all at least see the goodness of that and and want to strive for that with God's help. And then he says this. So if you didn't get pricked by this, I will be surprised. Wives, be subject to your husbands as you are to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife. Many of you might have, you know, and many of people today, if they heard this, <laughs> they'd be like, what? What is this oppressive patriarchy? What is this? This is crazy. I thought men and women were equal. In fact, of course, that we know from the book of Genesis, and we know from many places in the scriptures that we're equal men and women. We're complementary. And so we have to sometimes look at these passages and kind of deal with them. We can't pretend they're not there. So let's look at this passage. There's a couple other ones I want to share with you today that ultimately force us to make a decision. Will I trust in the Lord and follow the Lord? Will I serve the Lord? Even when I don't fully understand so let's just look at this. Right before that passage, though, we hear, be subject to one another. So we always want to take the, the Bible in the whole context of everything that God has said. And we hear this. Not only, of course, do we hear about that line I cited, but then listen to this. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So how did Jesus Christ love his bride, the church? That's us, you know, we're, we're the bride of Christ in a sense because we're his church. Well, he died for his bride. He loved us to the end. He loves us without limit. He gave everything, gives everything for his bride. He died on the cross for you and I. And this is the love that husbands are to have for their wives to lay down their lives, so to speak, I mean that metaphorically, in humble service, in caring for their bride and their children, should they have children. And so the, the wife is called to, as being subject to that mission of the husband, to let her receive. She's got to receive that love and reflect it back. 
That's what the scripture is calling us to. It's amazing. It's beautiful. But on the first hearing of it, we might kind of get a wrong impression. Just like in the gospel, even Jesus' disciples get the wrong impression. They don't fully understand it. And so it's an amazing way that husbands and wives are called to humble themselves. We're all called to humble ourselves and to subject not really subject in a certain sense, but to serve others, to put others first. And so we can ask ourselves today, Lord, where are you calling me to humble myself, to serve others? Whether we're married or whether we're single, whatever our state of life, even as a priest, I'm called to lay down my life for my people in service. And it's not always easy to humble ourselves and to serve others. But will we serve the Lord? And by serving him, well, if we're going to serve him, we need to serve one another. Else we're not really serving the Lord. Here's another thing we heard today. that I, It's not as contentious, but it's worth looking into. You know, Jesus says, does this offend you? And then he says, it is the spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. He's not really saying flesh is bad, right? We also have to know that in Jesus' time, the rabbis would use what we call Jewish hyperbole. It's a way of kind of making a, your point by exaggerating your point. So Jesus is not literally saying, all flesh and material things are bad. No, they're good. They're beautiful. God made them good in the book of Genesis. He says, it was very good. He made you very good. He delights in you. He treasures you. And all the gifts of the world are gifts from God. They're good. But what he's saying is above all of this is the call to humble ourselves and serve and love, just like Jesus, the model of self-giving love. And there are many other things we could talk about. But let us just perhaps move to this spot where now we ask ourselves, can I be like Peter? Who's, he doesn't fully get it. He's kind of confused. Even, you know, Jesus gets to the, his most loyal crew that he's handpicked in a special way. And he says, well, he says, he asked the 12, do you also wish to go away? Imagine that. Even the 12 starting to kind of wonder, do I really want to follow this guy? He says some stuff I don't fully get. I don't know. But Peter speaks up, hopefully with our own heart's sentiments. Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. In other words, we don't fully understand, but we trust you. And we will do our best to follow what you said and to understand it more. And that's our invitation this weekend. Do I trust the Lord enough to say, as for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. I don't fully get him all the time. I probably need to spend more time reading the Bible and figuring out what some of these strange things mean. But you know what? I'm going to try my best. And if I'm married, that's going to look like I'm going to humble myself in self-giving love to my partner. I'm going to lay down my life in humble service. Where can I live that life of trust in the Lord more deeply this week? Where can I live that life of self-giving love, of humble service, 
to those in my life, at work, in my family, and those I meet. As for me and my house, Lord, we say today, we will serve the Lord.